Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, today I'm going to talk about the monthly energies for October. Hey guys, coming in, bringing October in the month of Wuxi or the Earth Dog. It's going to start October 7th and through the 22nd, it's going to be that first cycle of Ji Qi, which is the 15 day solar cycle of energy called Cold Dew. October 22nd through November 6th is the Ji Qi cycle called Frosting. So I've kind of pointed this out the last couple months that I've done the um, energy updates, you know, and looking forward to the month. What does the month have to bring? And um, the most notable thing. OK, so again, we're looking at a repetitive cycle of energy. We're looking at the year 2018, which was the same thing. It was the year of the Earth Dog or Wuxi. And so when we think about that, looking at that um, and looking back just on the news and stuff, there was a lot of things, um, you know, we could kind of zone in on. Um, I think the most um, prominent thing to me was really that Me Too movement um, where, you know, a lot of women were really vocal about different sexual abuse and allegations and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's just going to continue. We've, I mean, it's not, hasn't really slowed down since then. A lot of people have been exposed, you know, people are saying no more, you know, we're not going to going to take this anymore. We're not going to, um, you know, stay quiet about this sort of abuse because it just shouldn't happen. And so I, I think that that's going to probably be a theme or continue out throughout the month. Um, I know I've kind of kept up with, um, some of the, like the R Kelly trial and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I just think maybe more celebrities will be exposed and things like that. So keep an eye on, um, that sort of scandal. And I think that'll kind of be the theme for this month. So again, just looking at repetitive cycles of energy, we want to note this month, the month of Wuxi, that it's literally a repeat of the energy that 2018 brought us, as I just mentioned. And so just think about the year 2018 and think about how that was for you. And remember, if it was a little bit tougher for you or if you had a more challenging year, it's only one month and it'll pass. But you know what? You've already experienced the energy. You understand it and you can navigate it because you think, OK, so I know kind of what sort of things are coming at me, and what to expect. Now I can kind of navigate those feelings. And a lot of it is just the way we feel and the way we perceive because of the uh, energy. And so the animal sign that's going to have the most challenge this month um, is going to be the animal sign of dragon. So the animal sign of dragon um, is the animal sign that directly opposes the sign of the dog, which is, of course, this energy coming in. And so whenever you have a direct opposition like that, it really is just a thing of being mindful and understanding. Like it's just the energy that's coming in and oh, I can expect a change. So if you're born under the animal sign of dragon um, in your year, that just means there could be a change maybe with your friendship circle, you know, and that area of your life could change. You could see a change in your friendships. Um, it could just mean you're alone a little bit more, you know, it, it's not necessarily a big clash. It just denotes a change. If you're born under the animal sign of dragon in the month, that means you could be born in April around April 6th or 7th through, um, 
let's see, May 6th or 7th. And so, you know, remember it overlaps a little bit. And so you have to, you have to look, I do have a calculator, which I'll link to. Um, and you could just plug your birthday in there and, and see what your animal signs are. Um, now the day, I'm oh, sorry, the month, the month, um, it's going to be more about your career and, um, your work, it's your work life, but also with your parents, your relationship with your parents. And so, just know that if you're born under the animal side of the dog, or sorry, the dragon, that if um, you're born in that month of April, you could see a change this month in either your relationship with your parents, or maybe there's a work career change coming up. If you're born under the animal sign of the dragon in your day, in that day, which you do have to go into the calculator to calculate, um, that means that a change could be coming up in your relationship. And then the hour you're born, of course, you got to go in and plug in. I can't tell you that. Um, that means you'll, you'll have a change maybe in your thinking and your thoughts. Um, but it could also denote a change in your relationship with your children. And the same kind of goes with the animal sign of the dog. And so if you're born under the animal sign of the dog, it might be a month that you also feel a little bit challenging when the same energy comes in, it's kind of mirroring, um, your energy and kind of the way you feel, and it just adds more to it. And so if you're born under the animal sign of a dog, you may feel a little bit additional stress. Um, the animal sign of the rabbit, um, again, it just depends on, on where, um, it falls in your Zodiac. But if you are born in the animal sign of the rabbit, um, it combines nicely with the dog energy this month. It um, combines with it and it makes the element of fire. And this is a time of the year where it's a very low on fire. You know, the, the energy of summer, which is a fire season is kind of waning away. We're right in the middle of, of fall come October, you know? And so, um, we can all use a little bit of extra fire energy, you know, and so it could be a really good thing if you're born in the animal sign of the rabbit. Other animal signs that may benefit from this month could be the animal sign of the horse um, and the tiger. And so if you're born in the animal sign of the horse and the tiger, again, those all combine um, nicely with the animal sign of the dog, which is in the month. And again, that also makes additional element of fire. And so, um, it just could be beneficial to you if you are feeling like maybe you don't have motivation and stuff like that. Maybe that additional fire could help uh, motivate you a little bit more. And again, it really just depends on what the elements are. Cause remember, in addition to the animal signs, you have elements that um, interact energetically in different ways with um, that those animal signs. And so uh, the animal signs are really just elements themselves. And so remember, it's really a reading of the energetic patterns within your chart. And it kind of depends on what fire is to you. So, you know, fire could either be, um, the energy of a spouse. It could be the energy of, um, you know, your creativity and it could be your wealth. So it could be a variety of different things. So depending on what that fire is to you, that's what you'll start seeing. So looking at the feng shui of the home, um, I really wanted to point this out. I think I'm going to start including a little bit more like feng shui updates and talk about the different sectors and how they are affected. And so this month, we really, really have to be mindful of both the southeast and the north. So the Southeast is going to see a double five star this year. And so the flying star five for the month 
is going to move to the southeast. It's doubled up by the five star for the year. The five star is generally not very strong in the southeast because it's controlled by the wood, you know, that is there. And so it, it tends to be under control. But when you add an extra five star there, it's just an area of your home you're not going to want to mess with a lot. You're not going to want to um, start renovations, start digging. You know, I think it's the time of year where it cools down and maybe we start looking at um, doing some of the bigger projects on our house. Maybe we're like oh, we need to dig up a sprinkler system or install a fence or you know install some some things in that area um do avoid the southeast when you do that this month why don't you wait till uh november wait a wait a month you're actually going to want to avoid renovations in the southeast until 2022 so yeah wait till 2022 wait till february <laughs> don't start those yet so another area we're going to really want to be mindful of this month is going to be the north. So it's an area we've been avoiding anyway. Um, and it, it it's ushering in is housing this month what is called the three killings. So the three killings does not kill you, but it's just a giant pain in the butt. Um, it just generally is really problematic and like causes like those bad luck things to happen. Um, it's, it's called the three killings because it's akin to like three, they call it a three um, robbers or like three bad guys. It can cause things like a physical injury, um, wealth or money loss or things to break. And I swear, I swear last month for August, um, I, I swear that I activated something weird in my home because I had two TVs go out. My fridge went out and, um, my car broke. So I do not know what happened last month, but all of those things happen in quick succession. Um, and I, maybe I activated something in the three killings. I don't know. I was doing wealth activations last month and perhaps I activated a, a wrong area. <laughs> so you do have to be careful when you do those activations. Um, the areas it's going to affect, um, in the, so it generally what it happens is it affects three animal signs. And so, if you're familiar with classical feng shui, um, you may be familiar with those, the concept of breaking, you know, the north, south, east, and west, and all those, those sectors into subsectors. So remember they're broken down into three subsectors. Um, so it's going to be north two, which is the animal sign of rat, um, northeast, which is the animal sign of ox. I'm sorry, Northeast one, which is the animal sign of ox and then Northwest three, which is the animal sign of pig. And again, these are areas we're kind of avoiding this year. Anyway, um, the Northwest has that five tiger shawl. We're not supposed to be messing with. It's probably the ugliest one of the year. Don't do anything in the Northwest. Um, and remember the North has the illness star for the year. So we haven't been messing with that. And, um, the animal sign of ox is what is called the Tysoy or the grand duke of the year. Cause it's the animal sign that governs the year. So these are all areas that we're not really messing with anyway. So, um, just continue to, you know, not, uh, overly activate these areas and you should be fine. Generally the things that do it are doing those activations or, um, doing things like digging. And I'm talking like big digging. So if somebody comes and has to dig up a sewer line, you know, we can't help it. We just can't help it. But to, to think of like actively, like let's not do the big digging in the areas like we don't need to start renovation if we just don't need to like if it's an elective thing we can wait to pick a good time to trigger a good energy for our home and with that we usually use date selection if you ever need help with date selection it's actually one of my favorite subjects reach out to me in the links below Hey guys, for today's Folklore Friday, I'm just going to do a little reading from Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio. 
This one is called Waiting Room for Death. A gentleman named Lee of the Shang River Country was a devotee of the Tao. A mile and a half or so outside his village stood a temple where he built himself a little hermitage and used to sit performing his meditations. Itinerant Buddhist and Taoist monks would sometimes pass by and put up for the night, and Lee would enter into conversation with them and extend to them whatever hospitality he could. One day, during a sharp, cold spell, following a heavy fall of snow, an old monk came with his bag, asking for shelter. The man's speech struck Lee as being full of the most unexpected and marvelous insights. So he stayed a couple of nights and was um, about to go on his way, but Lee prevailed upon him to stay a few days longer. It so happened that Lee was obliged to make a visit home, and so he left, but the old monk begged him to lose no time in coming back, saying that if he wished to be sure to bid him a proper farewell, he would return. So Lee hurried back at the cockcrow the next morning and knocked at the gate, and there was no reply. He climbed in over the wall and saw a lamp burning in the room. Thinking there must be something strange going on, he stood there secretly observing. The old monk was packing his bag. He had a skinny donkey in the room with him tethered to a lampshade. On closer inspection, it was not a real beast, but one of the effigies that were usually buried with the dead. Its ears and tails twitched from time to time. However, there was no visible sign of breathing. Soon the monk's bag was packed and he opened the door of the hermitage and led the ass out through it. Lee followed then um, unobserved. Outside the gate, there was a large pond, and here the monk, having tethered the ass to the tree, plunged naked into the water and proceeded to wash himself all over. Then he dressed himself, led the ass into the water, and washed it likewise. When the attributions were finished, he mounted the ass and set it off at a smart pace. Lee called after him, and from a distance, the monk turned to salute him, clasping both hands together in a polite gesture of farewell. Lee could not distinguish what it was he had said, and the monk was soon lost to the view. Wang Miu said that this Lee was a friend of his, and that he had once visited the little hermitage, and he saw a horizontal scroll hanging at the entrance hall inscribed, Waiting Room for Death. The wording testified to the unusually deep nature of the man. So I was like, who is this Wang guy? Because um, he actually, he wasn't in the story and it just says like this Wang guy was like, yep, I've been there. Um, <laughs> so um, for what I could gather, like I tried to look him up and do a little research and I haven't read through the whole book, but apparently he's a character that appears um, throughout the, you know, different stories in, in the book. So, um, you know, I thought maybe he was like a, uh, like a folk legend or maybe like a deity or something, but no, he's just a, just a character, I think. Um, so I, I think the moral to that story, it's not really a moral, like it's not like a fable that has like a, you know, a parable or something that has a point to it. It's just a, a little story that kind of makes you think, Hmm, was this monk really living? You know, where, where did he come from and where did he go? So anyway, I thought that was a nice little story. Um, if you guys are interested, remember, go check out all the links and, um, I'll talk to you guys next week. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. 
To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.